0: ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. Uh, My beloved. And by the way, this is Standing between the living and the dead, service number 700 something. My son is going to show me the exact number since the plague was announced, the coronavirus plague. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading. Of Charles Hatton Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 145. We're at 747. Uh, this is uh, standing between the living and the dead. Service number 747. Turning your Bibles to Psalm 16:6. Psalm 16:6. Six, the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. My dear friends, you will not get writing like that any place else but in the Bible. Jesus, uh, Dr. Spurgeon continues on, Jesus found the way of obedience to lead into pleasant places. Now, we could stop right there. Is that not right, children of God? Allow me to say that again in your hearing. And most Christians, people who claim to be Christians, do not understand this. And that's one of the reasons why I believe many so-called Christians are lost. Because this is something that Jesus is going to teach you. The Holy Ghost of God is going to teach you. God is going to teach you to understand that. And here's the principle coming from the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Jesus found the way of obedience to lead into pleasant places. And you will find the same thing. Submitting yourself to God and to the Authority that God has placed over you and being obedient to God's Word will lead you to pleasant places in life. Now, I'm one of the biggest sinners. I'm the chief of sinners today, okay. I'm the chief of sinners, but God taught me and God taught T.D. Jakes and God taught Tony Evans and God taught David Jeremiah. I know this. I have. I have no. I. I don't have to talk to them about n- bad English. Nothing. I know this because he. Because see, if you don't learn that lesson, you cannot go to the pleasant places. If you don't learn the lesson of obedience, you will not continue much further in God's ministry and work with His blessings. That's not happening. Bad English. For nobody. Okay. I don't care who you are. I don't care what seminary you went to. Or what cemetery you went to. If you don't learn the lesson of obedience. Through the chastisement of God. My dear friends. You're not going far with God. And you will not enjoy the pleasant places. No, sir. No, ma'am. No, no. Let me just give you a, a, a modern day example. God chastised me for some sin and evil that I did way back before I even met my wife. And by the grace of God, I learned my lesson. Do not mess with God. That's why I keep telling you this. And you're thinking the same way I used to think. God is so loving and God is so gracious and God is so merciful. He's not going to chastise me. I just don't want these human beings to chastise me. I don't want to be chastised by you. But I'm here to tell you that God will take you to the woodshed and whip your butt real good and I guarantee you uh, you'll never forget it if you're a child of God. oh yes and if you're a smart child of God, you won't do that again. thus the sermon by T. D. Jakes you're not going uh, look at me look at me real good look into my eyes you're not going to do that again <laughs> If you want to be blessed. Now, there are some rebellious people who got to go through it two or three times, and that's going to be six, eight, nine, ten years of your life. Because God does not play, and God is very thorough. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. God will deal with you. Now, now. You say, well, preacher. Why are you still married to your wife, and your wife is right there helping you in the minute after 34 years, and you're praying for her all of these years to get saved. The reason why she's not getting saved is because of her Jamaican pride. All Jamaican people know about it. All black Americans know about it. But see, black Americans have not helped Jamaicans. By telling them the truth. It's a pharaohistic pride. It's a deadly pride. And a stubbornness and a rebelliousness. Don't tell me because I have pastor friends. Whose ministries were destroyed. Because of a prideful Jamaican woman. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell. I don't want to hear it. And I know you don't like it. I got Jamaican friends and family members who don't like it. But it's the truth. That's why their marriages are shot to hell. Okay, now, you say, well, preacher, why are you still mad after going on 35 years? Because I fear God. See? And there's some good things that she does for me that uh, some other women would not do. So, that's that. But I fear God is the main thing. I don't want to, because if I get divorced, I'm going to be looking for somebody else to remarry and to be living in adultery and causing them to live in adultery. Now, what am I getting at? I'm getting at this right here. After 42 years of serving the Lord, after being chastised by the Lord, and somehow he gave me the grace to say, Lord, thank you for chastising me so that I will not stay the way I am. Now, that, that that's what I, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. I'm rebellious from day one. I was rebellious against the most loving man on earth, my father, for no reason other than the fact the man was preaching the gospel, and I did not want to be a part of that. That's it. The man never did me wrong. My father never. Now, now, as as an older man, I believe that he should have whipped my butt, but he didn't do so. Never. My father never whipped me. It was my mother who did that. Thank God she tried. And then one time I was about 13 years old, 14 years old, and she tried to whip me. She was whipping me and I didn't cry. That was pretty much it. <laughs> she said, I'm gonna send you to reform school. That that right there was, you know, that that's you didn't want to hear that. That's how bad I was. But but, uh, I was rebellious from day one, so I'm not the kind to say to the Lord, "Thank you for chastising me, so that I won't stay the same old evil way that I am. But I did. That's him. That's not me. And I learned my lesson from that one shot, from that one period of chastisement. And I remember the day it started. Where am I I going with this? Well, because I learned obedience through the things I suffered. By the grace of God, I have not been perfect since then. But I know how far I can go with God. Before I get under his hand. He does not play. He does not care who you are. or How talented you are. Gifted you are. Because he's the one who gave you the talent. So he doesn't care about that. He will shut you down. And not let you go into the pleasant places. See. Okay. Now God has blessed me to go into the pleasant places. Even without the 100% uh, uh, loving support of my wife. And she has not gone to the pleasant places yet. That's why I'm praying for her. To get saved. Now. I've been praying for her for many years to do this. One time when we were in Macon. I actually said, listen, you need to get saved. Let's pray. She reluctantly bowed her head and prayed. But she didn't get saved because it's the pride in her heart. So she has not gotten to the pleasant places. She has not enjoyed the pleasant places. Why? Because of her not being saved first, but her uh, rebelliousness and disobedience. She has not learned obedience yet. She's, she's, she has learned it more, you know, over the years, but not, not, not quite where she needs to be. So, yes, evangelicals, yes, charismatics, yes, my sweet Baptists, I love you all. A, a spouse can be blessed of the Lord because they learn obedience, and the other spouse not blessed. And not in the pleasant place. I'm in the pleasant places by the grace of God. I raised my children by myself. With insisting that she does the dirty work. So she gave me some help. And I'm here to tell you that God will put you in the pleasant places if you learn obedience. That does not mean always your spouse will be going with you. In the pleasant places. I know that's not popular. I know that's not sweet evangelicalism. But it's true. And what most husbands do. Is they cover up for the wife. And hide everything. And so forth and so on. And make it seem like it's just. They're both going to. to, And want to. Have you know. Both going to the pleasant places. that's how it should be. But that's not how it always is. That's a modern day example in my own family. That you can take as an example for anybody in any situation. But if you don't learn obedience, you're not going to listen to me very carefully. Look at me very good. Look in my eyes and see if I'm playing with you. You're not going to the pleasant places if you don't learn obedience to God. That's not happening. Notwithstanding, Spurgeon continues, all the sorrows which marred his countenance. He exclaimed, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. It may seem strange, but while no other man was ever so thoroughly acquainted, he said thoroughly acquainted with grief. By the way, are you acquainted with grief? Does it bother you that 17 little children, beautiful, angelic-looking, smart, bright children, destined to change the world? Got killed by a demonic clown. Does that, 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 that doesn't really to your eye? How about yesterday when a grandmother saw her grandchild graduate from high school, I think, and, 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 and shooting uh, rang out and she got shot. Did she die? Or is she still living? Say again. She died? Okay, well make sure you put that in the, the area there because I didn't know that. Grandmother, at her grandson's graduation, shooting broke out and she died. That doesn't bother you? You, you, you? Are you acquainted with grief? Huh? That doesn't move you? I, I was so proud of uh, Meghan Markle I, and I believe I, I I don't believe anybody. I don't think this was a political move. I believe I believe so, somehow she, her heart was touched, because she's supposed to be a Christian. I believe God touched her heart, Now, I don't know that to be, but but she went down there to Yavol Day by herself. She didn't she didn't go down there for a show. Her heart was broken, and she went down there, and we saw that, and she kneeled at the cross. It it brought tears in my eyes. I said, "All right, then, Megan. You gon' you might be all right." And she got back in her car, and I—I I, I don't think Harry was there. So she did on her own and got back in the car. She didn't do uh, no showboating, no—you know—the princess way, none of that. She was serious, and I said, "I th- I said in the article that's the best thing you have ever done as a princess." Now you look like a princess now. Moved with compassion. huh? You got some of that going on in your life? It is our belief that no other man ever experienced so much joy and delight in service for no other served so faithfully and with such great results in view as his recompense of reward. The joy which was set before him must have sent home, or rather sent some of his beams of splendor down the rugged places where he endured the cross, despising the shame, and must have made them in some respects pleasant places to the generous heart of the Redeemer. At any rate, We know that Jesus was well content with the blood-bought portion which the lines of electing love marked off as his spoil with the strong and his portion with the great. Therein he solaced himself on earth and delights himself in heaven and he asks no more goodly heritage, than that his own beloved may be with him where he is, and behold his glory. All of the saints can use the language of this verse, and the more thoroughly they can enter into its contented, grateful, joyful spirit, the better for themselves. And the more glorious to their God, our Lord was poorer than we are, for he had not where to lay his head, and yet when he mentioned his poverty, he never used a word of murmuring discontented spirits or as unlike Jesus as the croaking raven is unlike the cooing dove. Martyrs have been happy in dungeons Did you get that? Martyrs have been happy in dungeons. From the delectable orchard of the uh, Leonine prison, the Italian martyr dated his letter and the presence of God made the gridiron of Lawrence pleasant to him. Mr. Greenham was bold enough to say they never felt God's love or tasted forgiveness of sin who are discontented i agree i concur you know we these christians today so called christians who are always complaining always whining always never happy never content never satisfied and and and, and they, 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 they move into a new house and they're not happy. They get a new car, it becomes transportation, they're not happy. They buy new shoes, they're still not happy. They buy new clothes, they have no uh, joy, they're still mad as the devil and mean as the devil. No contentment. They have a decent job, they're still not joyful and happy. Still full of sin and stubbornness and rebelliousness and evil. Because none of those things can make you happy. None of those things can make you content. Only Jesus can. And I cannot emphasize that enough for you people. See, you can be happy if you are born again Christian in a dungeon, and content and joyful. Some divines think that discontent was the first sin. Wow. The rock which wrecked our race in paradise. Discontentment. Not satisfied. One of the greatest lessons you'll ever learn in life. That God has put you in boundaries. And you need to stay there. Some of y'all, y'all love to talk about boundaries. Based upon what some of these uh, psychologists have written. Christian so-called psychologists have written about. When you don't want to be bothered with people. Obey my boundaries now. We don't want really to be bothered with your spouse or your children. I have boundaries. And you lay the book on the table and on the bed for everybody to see it. How did you have boundaries? But see, God has put you in some boundaries. And you're not happy in those boundaries. That's why you go out of the boundaries doing evil garbage that you are not to be doing. You're not satisfied, just like Eve. Certainly, there can be no paradise where this evil spirit has power. What evil spirit? This evil spirit of discontentment. Its slime will. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Its slime will poison all the flowers of the garden. Now, only Spurgeon can put it like that, my dear friends. That ought to stay with you for the rest of your life let's pray holy father god we praise you and we thank you for this devotional time together this prayer time together uh, the reading of your holy word together and now lord we pray that as we move to the family segment and to the family verses i do pray that you will continue to speak to our hearts for those of us who are saved and help us to humble ourselves, confess our sins, repent, and change. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, thank you for listening to the White House family reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, here's how you can be saved from hell and walk with the Lord throughout this life and in the life to come. In that wonderful place called heaven, First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Holy Bible states in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. Third, dear friend, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now as I speak. Jesus Christ said in Matthew eighteen eight, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee, it is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, but the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, dear friend, that is all very bad news. But here's the good news. I have some good news for you. It is called the gospel. Gospel means good news. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So just believe in your heart, my dear friend, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ paid your sin debt that you owe God. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. As the sacrificial Passover lamb of God for the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ went through hell and went to hell for you so that you would not have to go to hell. He was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you and for me and for everybody so that we can live eternally with him in heaven. He did it for you and me. He did it for us. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul and he will save you. Romans ten nine and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what, you ask? Saved from hell. Saved to what, you ask? Saved to heaven to be with God and to be with Jesus Christ and to be with the angels and the saints of God forever. My dear friend, if you believe, in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead uh, by the power of God. Trust in him today. Believe in the Lord the Lord Jesus Christ today and uh, in your heart. And please pray with me this simple prayer called the Sinner's Prayer which should be a reflection of your heart, of what you want to say to God since you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I have done some bad things in my life in your sight. I am sorry for my sins and today I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me and please forgive me of all of my sins. Please forgive me of all of my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul from the hell that I deserve and save my soul to the heaven that I don't deserve. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I do pray, amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a proper request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you. Real good is my prayer.